0: It's a great day for a podcast. Once again, here he is, John Oakley. This Alaska Airlines flight that actually lost a plug on an exit door that was not being used. But, I mean, it blew a hole in the fuselage. And as a consequence, this has uh, some significant implications. And this was a new plane, too. So uh, we wanted to find out what's really going on in the friendly skies. To what extent should we be concerned as just garden-variety flyers, and so on and so forth. To that end, we deferred to the experts. In our case, Captain Mike Caulfield, an aviation expert, advisor to three presidential administrations, over 20,000 hours experience piloting Boeing 747s, and regularly seen on Fox News. Captain Mike, good to have you here on the Oakley Show. Good afternoon.
1: Thank you, John. It's a pleasure and honor to be with you. And I I know people don't often do this, but I need to say one thing. One of the most important experiences in my life, uh, was when I was uh, in eighth grade. My dad took me on a canoe trip to Algonquin National Park for two weeks up in the, uh, up in the, the lake area up there, and it, it made a huge impact on my life with, with my father and my family. And I just want to thank you for preserving that area and for all the things that that, uh, that Canada does so, so well.
0: We consider it a national treasure.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, made, it's, made, it's made a difference in my life, so thank you.
0: Well, you know, it's interesting because they got a sign, actually, just outside of Pearson Airport, uh, 250 kilometers to Algonquin Park. So obviously a lot of people <laughs> coming in. No, they they do. Seriously. And uh, wow, I guess okay. because international travelers make it a point of coming to that park. But you depart from Pearson International, which right. brings me to the aviation file. <laughs> it yeah,
1: was a long Absolutely, segment. Thank you. Thank you for that. But yeah, I, I, I've been just to give you an update in the last 15 minutes. United has issued a, a statement that said, United Airlines, that they have found uh, bolts in their inspection of their 900s that are loose and faulty.
0: Well, all right, so that's a different maker, though, than Boeing, isn't it?
1: No, it's all the Boeing. The United Airlines Boeing 737-900 Maxs is what Alaska flew that had this plug fly out. And United and Alaska are the only airlines in North America, currently flying the aircraft, uh, the 900 version. And uh, they were the ones that the FAA, the Federal Aviation Administration, in the United States, uh, uh, downed those aircraft or parked those planes for inspection. And just in the last 15 minutes, United has announced that they have found faults in some of theirs that they had downed for inspection. So what does
0: this do for the plane in the immediate and reputationally? (laughs) <laughs> Reputationally,
1: um, in the immediate, the, there's enormous cancellations in the United States on this aircraft. If you're going from New York to Florida today, over half of the flights on United, in fact, all the flights just about on United were canceled. Alaska's seen lots of cancellations today. You might imagine you take 171 airplanes out of a uh, out of your out of your uh, stable, so to speak, and you're you're empty. You know, there's a lot of empty seats that aren't. Uh, that uh, that have been unavailable now to be used. So uh, causing it will cause lots of problems. And then, of course, in our Canadian friends, it's going to cause for United and Alaska fly, whether it be in through Vancouver, or Cal- Calgary, or, or even into Toronto with United, you're going to see, uh, you, you know, first of all, there aren't any, you're going to find uh, flights canceled, period. Hmm.
0: Any other carriers? You were mentioning only Alaska and United, but uh, any other implications for the other carriers?
1: Currently, no one else in North America flies the 900 max. Right. Now, Air Canada and um, Air Canada does have the 800 max, but they're not included in the inspection protocol. Um, if I was the FAA administrator or the uh, Secretary of of uh, uh, Transportation, in the United States, I might, uh, I would probably ask those other carriers that are flying the 800 max to, as you go through your evening. And uh, routine inspections on every three days. That, that I would go. I would go back in there and, and have a look at those at those plugs.
0: What exactly is a plug then?
1: That's a great question, too, uh, John. First of all, let me explain how the airplane is made, because very briefly, is that Spirit Airline Spirit Aero, which is a, ma- a manufacturer of parts and and, and uh, for the airlines for Boeing and Airbus. is a a large, in fact, the largest supplier for Boeing and Airbus. They make the entire fuselage in Wichita, Kansas, um, and then they transport it by rail up to uh, Seattle, Um, and then Boeing puts it together. uh, Spirit Arrow also makes this entrance door in the aft behind the wing on the left side of the aircraft, uh, which we call just an exterior exit plug. That plug can be used as an emergency exit, can be used as an egress point. Um, Spirit Arrow makes that plug. That plug then is shipped to Boeing, and then Boeing assembles the airplanes. So that's kind of the process of how it works. It used to be years ago, you and I know this, years ago, the airplanes would come in and the the raw materials would show up. And then through an assembly line, the airplane itself completely would be made in one manufacturing facility. Well, about 30 years ago, Boeing decided to be global, Airbus was already in that space because of the EU, because of the EU. And so parts were being made all over the world. And they decided that that's how they would uh, bring more um, uh, economic growth to those two companies um, by putting manufacturing globally and then bringing the final assembly to uh, Seattle.
0: Well, all right. Uh, And so that's in the manufacturing. I'm just kind of curious. uh, Was this not sealed properly when it was put together with the plane? And uh, what was the reason? It
1: appears, yeah, that's it. It appears that that may be the case. The interesting thing about this specific plane, John, was that it had had three, the captain on the, on three previous flights over the previous seven days had written up. There was a pressurization and, or a continuity. I mean, again, the weeds, but a, a continuity loop problem that caused a light to come on the cockpit that said there might be a door open right and or a pressure leak problem each of those three times those write-ups were either i haven't seen the final write-ups of what the maintenance people said but they allowed the airplane to continue with a caveat as of the day before this incident it said that specific plane could not fly over water hmm. so so historically from my you know 30 years as a captain if we saw a write-up John, that was written up for the same problem three times. We, as a captain, we down that airplane. We'd say, Hey, we're not flying this plane until it's fixed because this is a repeat write up.
0: Well, all right. A couple of questions attendant to that. First of all, because I've sat in that seat that you were describing uh, back of the aft wing. And of course, you know, the, the uh, flight attendant tells you, you know, you're responsible. If anything, you know, do you want to be the person uh, leading people out the door in the event of an accident? So, you know, I mean, I try to shirk as much responsibility when I'm flying (laughs) as I can, but could somebody conceivably then have been sucked out of the airplane?
1: uh, Yeah, Mm absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. The good news on this, there's two. One is the airplane was only at 16,000 feet. So the pressurization in the cabin to the outside was not great. The second thing that happened that was correct was that the um, uh, the oxygen mask all deployed. That's also positive. And at sixteen thousand feet, you only have to get down to ten to where you where where you have a common you know air, air that's you don't need supplemental oxygen. So that only takes two minutes. Um, and the other thing is that the plug didn't hit the elevator or the rudder of the airplane right when it went off because mm. that would have been that would have been catastrophic.
0: By the way, it was discovered in a school teacher's backyard in Portland. Uh, I love it. Yeah. The door, <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. But the the amount of warnings that went off and this thing still flew was that because of you know economic uh, let's say uh, pressure to keep flying despite. I mean, is that something that's happening now where uh, maybe airlines are compromising, cutting corners, safety wise? What's going on?
1: Yeah, another. Um, I haven't. It, that was that's been a problem in aviation. Since aviation started. Right. Since the first mail routes. Right. Uh, and so there's tension there and, and that it comes ultimately down to the captain's responsibility to say, hey, I'm not flying this plane. Right. Or or this is this needs to be fixed before the airplane moves. Um, and I think that's something that you have to teach generationally over and over and over again to take ownership and personal responsibility. And this the, the most important, and this sounds terrible, but I told you, the most important person on the plane is the captain or the first officer. The, you know, if they take care of themselves, everybody gets home to their families.
0: Well, what's it going to take to instill public confidence in these
1: yeah, two
0: flyers and this particular plane?
1: Yeah, I, I think that Alaska is going to have some really difficult questions to answer, quite frankly, especially since the fact that there were write ups previous, right? I, I think they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna be called on the carpet. Over it. I think Boeing's gonna get called over the carpet over. it. I think the airline pilot unions are gonna go back and say, you know, what do we need to do to say, hey, if there's can these, you know, if there's three or more write ups, then this is a definitive. We're not we're not taking the plane, right? So I think especially when Alaska said that, well, you could take it, but don't take it over water. If I saw that on the write up when I went to accept the airplane, I'd go really guys i'm flying I'm flying from Seattle to Ontario California, and you just want me to stay over the coast I mean uh, that is the route, but you know there is a, an ocean to the right i mean i mean I, I just thought that that was an incredible exemption that they offered them. now Alaska has some unique um, and you know this, but Alaska and Hawaiian are in a you know deal to merge just as of last month, and so there is some economics that play in this that I think they'll need to be talked about.
0: It's going to be interesting to see how the market responds uh, and what the timeline is on remediating things or addressing this as a case of, let's call it, crisis management for uh, Boeing as well as the airline's Great to get the uh, context, and I appreciate your time. Uh, Captain Mike Caulfield, aviation expert, and uh, you can see him on Fox News periodically, and (laughs) even up there canoeing in Algonquin Park uh, if (laughs) things work out in the not-too-distant future. I appreciate your time very much, Captain. Thank
1: you. Thank you, John, for having me.
0: Listen to The John Oakley Show live each weekday afternoon from 3 until 6. If you live in the Toronto area, just turn that AM dial to 640 and listen anywhere on earth 24 hours a day by going to 640toronto.com. Follow on Twitter at AM640Oakley. You've been listening to A Curious Cast. New podcasts and shows are debuting all the time. So check back often to see what's new in the Curious Cast Library.